Welcome, WSJF listeners, to the locally produced show called SJCC Clergy Q&A, where we take questions about our Catholic faith from you, and we have our St. Joseph Catholic Community clergy answer them. The goal of this program is to provide answers to a few questions about our faith that might help to support your faith life in today's very challenging environment. So thanks for sitting in to listen. Here's the host of SJCC Clergy Q&A, Bob Bastris, who will introduce his guest today. Good morning, Father John. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for coming uh, and taking the time to be with us this morning to answer some of the questions from the mailbag. This comes from Heather. Father John, I have been asked to sponsor a candidate for RCIA who is engaged to my brother-in-law. She is facing a great deal of resistance from her family, who are evangelical Christians. Their main issues center on the differences between their Bible and the Catholic Bible. Without going into too much detail, what case can I make that our version of the Bible is legitimate? Okay, well, that's a good question. It certainly comes home to me because I've experienced this exact thing. as raised a Baptist and an evangelical by quite a long journey, I end up being Catholic. And so you can imagine how, <laughs> I can't imagine how, <laughs> how, how divisive this can be, you know. Um, I guess how I'd answer this question is not, it's not really which Bible you use. I mean, if you look at the evangelical Bibles and you look at the Catholic Bibles that have the imprimatur of a bishop, um, it, it's not so much what the different texts say it's how you interpret the text does okay. that yes yeah. that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. and you you would get different preachers and different sects interpreting the the same passage right. in different ways is right that what right you're saying? right yeah and the fundamental thing to realize is that it's not so much how you read the bible it it's it's the lenses with which you read them you know uh everybody thinks they're objective but they're not and um, we often go into the Bible, like it's called a circle. You kind of go in, and you read the Bible, and you come out the same place you came out, <laughs> <laughs> you went in. And none of us should read the Bible that way, you know what I mean? And, uh, and proof text and banging each other over the head with it. Um, we have to realize there's something more fundamental than just reading the Bible. It's, um, it's our worldview. It really is how we view the world. Okay, and so what do you think is that fundamental difference between the Catholic interpretation and perhaps evangelical? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think the Catholic is very sacramental in the way it looks at scriptures, okay? That means that the way they view the world and the physical world is so far different than how an evangelical looks at the physical world that they're in. You might think that this is not a big deal, but it really, it really is. Can you tell me a little bit more about that or give well, an example? Uh, yeah. You know, the evangelicals tend to take on what I would say is a kind of a, uh, a rationalistic view of matter where it just, that's all it is. You can look at it under a microscope or a telescope and, you know, get down to it. You know, that's all it is. Whereas... Um, the Catholic view is that nothing is just matter. It's spiritual. There's there's spiritual. There's a spirituality about everything we see, and so therefore, we have the sacraments like 
water can be a vehicle of grace to us because God made it and made it good, right? We've got all the sacramentals. We've got the fact that Jesus actually becomes the bread of the Holy Eucharist, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And if you have that happening, you have a priest who has to do that, you see? And so all of this is tied up, okay, in how we view matter, and that matter is spiritual, and that God can use this to bring us to salvation. In the evangelical mind, that is completely off their radar. (laughs) They don't think that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Father John, tell us a little bit more about how the evangelicals would interpret the Bible versus how Catholics might interpret the Bible. Sure, Bob. Uh, It really gets down to authority. When in the Reformation, part of the church broke away from the Catholic Church, they had to come up with another authority. And for them, it was very clear. The Bible's my authority. And so they came up with the phrase, um, you know, only the Bible. But the problem with that, and it's certainly evident as we see it now, um, among the uh, Protestant churches, um, everyone interprets it their own way. And whenever they interpret their own way, they just create a new church. And they find other people who agree with them. And and then if someone doesn't quite agree with that, then that person will break off and create their own church. And so it goes on and on and on and on and on. And so there's really no truly honest way of saying that only the Bible is our authority, because when we step back at this, we see, wow, look what it's created. And so the, in, in that case, we look to the church, the Catholic Church, for help in interpreting certain aspects of the Bible. That's right. And every group has their leaders who come up with, you know, a document of faith or something, okay? Um, because... Every group wants to maintain the integrity of their group, and and therefore they have this authority, okay? And their authority is the Bible, of course, but this is how we read the Bible, okay? And if you don't read it that way, then sayonara. <laughs> the Catholic Church has always understood that um, there's got to be an authority along with Scripture, and this helps guide us through. And so the Church has centuries of uh, church fathers who have interpreted the scriptures in, in a certain way. And over the centuries, this interpretation that has been created called the magisterium in the church, the teachings of the church, keeps the church steady so that no one uh, can really come up with some odd interpretation or something that's not really in line uh, with the past. So as we read our Bibles, which may not differ that much from Protestant Bibles, we, if we have questions or issues, we can turn to the teachings of the church, the magisterium, to get guidance on how to interpret a particular segment of the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a three-legged stool. We have Scripture. We have the magisterium, which I just discussed. But also we have the bishops, okay, who are— interpreting Scripture in our own day to make it relevant for us. So it's dynamic. It's not static. It's not just looking to the past, but it's also um, dynamic in that the Church today is interacting 
with the uh, scriptures as it confronts our culture. Thank you. And Heather, I hope that helps you with your issues with uh, interpreting the Bible and how it fits into your life. Father John, our next question comes from Susan. She says, Father, I get overwhelmed trying to read the Bible. Can you suggest a good way for someone who only has a very basic knowledge of the Bible to approach reading it? Well, you know, I can appreciate that. The Bible's an imposing book. It's two Testaments, the Old Testament. It's about this ancient people of God that was chosen by God. And then you have the New Testament uh, with a lot of letters like Romans and Hebrews that's so complex. And so you, you look at this and say, where do I start? What do I do? Um, the first thing I would like to, to say is that you don't have to have a seminary degree to read the Bible. You don't have to be a literary expert. And, you know, and I'm saying this from my own experience with my mother, okay? My mother has a high school education. And perhaps I got my love for the Bible from my mother. Uh, growing up, I'd always see her Bibles. And they were holy because they were all marked up, okay? <laughs> and she didn't read it with any commentaries. She just read it with her heart and with her imagination. You know what? She took little bits and pieces of it and just let it filter into her soul. I was teaching Bible in seminary for years. I picked up my mother's Bible again after a while, you know, and I think this may have been when she passed. No, no, it wasn't. She was still alive. Yeah. And um, do you know what a concordance is, Bob? I can't say that yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, a concordance is sometimes a separate book from the Bible that tells you every word and where they occur. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have the word temple, this list from Genesis to Revelation, all the places where the word temple shows up. Okay. The Hebrews thought very visually. Okay. If there's something in nature you can theologize on, you just do it. You know what I mean? It's not like reading Thomas Aquinas and all this abstract stuff. Okay. And so, um, you need to have your imagination. And, and so I looked at my mother's concordance, and her concordance was marked up as much of her Bible. Okay, again, she never had a seminary course at all, okay? So it told me that she was reading and going through Scripture with her imagination, praying through these images that really struck her chord in her, okay? Does that make sense? It, it sounds like um, it strikes at the heart. Yeah, that it, that it goes deeper than just a, right. an intellectual yes. activity. Right. And that uh, I know a number of people who read their Bible and will stop after they read a passage and just let God sink into them. That's right. So many Catholics uh, have been taught over the years, now this is my opinion, to read just the New Testament. What do you suggest about the Old Testament and especially how it relates to our Catholic faith? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, um, actually, that's a heresy. Um, it's called the Marcionite heresy, which says this, the New Testament is a grace, the Old Testament's law, um, New Testament's all about peace and love, the Old Testament is all about butchery and all, all that sort of thing, you know. Um, that actually is a, a heresy, okay? Now, granted that the question— there are really difficult questions that to untangle this would take a long time. But let me just get back to the, what um, I said about visuals and imageries, okay? 
Look at the water motif, the, tr- the water of life in, the, in Genesis. Okay, Jesus said, you know, come on to me, you know. And uh, uh, he who comes to me, out of his being will flow rivers of water. What does that mean? You would never know what that means unless you knew what the Old Testament's all about. So you cannot understand the New Testament at all. You really can't without a fundamental understanding of the Old Testament. And there's so many beautiful passages in the Old Testament as oh, well. Yeah, there's beautiful passages. And the point is, everything leads to Jesus. Well, I hope that helps uh, Susan in terms of how she can read her Bible and, and just not worry about getting all the intricacies of it, but sure. just how it speaks to her. Sure, yeah. Yeah, just enjoy, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Father John. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our participants today on the SJCC Clergy Q&A Show. We want to invite our listeners to take part in the show by sending in questions to be answered. If you have a question you'd like to hear on the program, email it to wsjf at stjoseph.cc. That's wsjf at saintjoseph.cc with Q&A in the subject line. Or leave your name and question on our studio phone line at 443-920-9125. That number again is 443-920-9125. Thanks again for listening and for your support of WSJF 92.7 FM. We'll catch you next time on SJCC Clergy Q&A.